0: Welcome to Income for Baby Boomers. If you want to learn about exciting new businesses each week from other boomers who speak your language and have started a unique and profitable business from home, you have come to the right place. For those who would like to try some of these low investment opportunities, stay tuned. We'll help you get started in your own profitable adventure. Now with your host and entrepreneur, Ken Queen folks i'd like you to meet david cohen coach writer entrepreneur radio talk host david how are you doing really
1: good ken nice to be here with you tonight
0: oh good to to talk or whatever
1: time we're at
0: you know whatever time we're at (laughs) Yes, people listen to this 24 hours a day, I know. unfortunately. So podcasting is a great way to receive information. And uh, David, let's just start with way back for a minute. When did you first get the itch for being an entrepreneur or did you get fired and they threw you out <laughs> there? What happened? You, you read the uh, notes, obviously. No, <laughs> no.
1: Um, I'm just guessing. No, yeah, nobody would hire me. So there you go um I, I don't know it, it was it's, it's weird because i grew up in a family with you know a stay-at-home mom and my dad was an account um was an economist in the government and mm-hmm. you know i grew up in our nation's capital up here in, in canada and in ottawa and in that's ottawa? a government town that's not a business town mm-hmm. so uh you know where did that happen i i guess i was always in sales even as a teenager. uh, I used to sell um, visual charting and then shoes at Kinney Shoes part-time during high school. So I guess guess I'd always, you know, kind of gravitated towards sort of sales and communications. And then I also had a real passion for uh, radio, television, journalism too. So Mm -hmm. yeah, and eventually those, those, I've married the two really, essentially. Yeah. Oh, so your
0: first business, what what year? How long ago was that? The first uh, attempt at being an entrepreneur. I guess
1: it would have been in 1999, and it and it was due to a firing. All right, you know, and, and it was I was working in, in uh, promotional product sales, and the company I was with it was a partnership, and one of the partners had a little penchant for uh, liking the nightlife and spent the uh, a lot of money on the company credit card. To a point where they had to lay off
0: three of uh, the staff.
1: Yeah, it was quite uh, quite desperate times for that company.
0: So they thought if they killed the goose, that things would be better. Yeah, <laughs> and, and slowly they had to get out
1: of it. They, they were in really big debt through this partner, and they had to let him go and, and two other employees.
0: But the people that are the actual people that are actually producing the dollars—that's not where you cut first. I know.
1: <laughs> I know, but, you know, in their infinite wisdom.
0: Right. And then they went down the tube because of that kind of thinking. Yeah. All right. Okay. So then what
1: happened? What happened was I um, applied uh, for what's called the Self-Employment Benefit Program up here in in Canada. Um, Mm -hmm. And I got accepted and I wanted to start a uh, full-service motivational marketing company. So doing kind of what I was doing before, but also integrating training into the mix. Uh, doing, you know, maybe like corporate training and training programs and, and coaching. And um, and that's what I kind of started off doing in, in the 2000s. And uh, during taking uh, this program, this training program, self-employment training program, um, there was an opportunity that came about. One of the teachers was teaching marketing and advertising to small business startups. And she was talking about radio, TV and print advertising or newspaper advertising And we're all in class going, whoa, 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 we're small business owners. We can't afford radio, TV, or newspaper. And so we kind of, to a person in that group, thought that that workshop was a big waste of time. So I went up to the coordinator of the program and said, hey, I got an idea for a a training program uh, called Marketing on a Shoestring. Would you be open? She said, yeah, I am. I would be. Give me a proposal. I did. And sure enough, within three months, I... I had my first ever training gig uh, working with other small business startups and just kind of worked away at teaching and training. And and today I have a, a really good coaching and training practice along with the radio show I did and writing a book and all that. So I just love what I do.
0: Yeah. So if you've been doing this for over 15 years, so you obviously are successful. Yeah. Uh, You can't last that. Most businesses, I I guess, probably close after the first year or two or half of them anyway. Now, you wrote a book, Bust Out. Yeah,
1: I did. And and it's called, yeah, it's called Bust Outing, Night You're an Entrepreneur. It's on Amazon if anybody wants. And it's just, um, it's a guide. It's almost like how to start your own business. and. I, I the book, each chapter, is sort of devoted to the components of the business plan. So we've got the marketing, the sales, the finances, you know, that, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So it really is a complete uh, plan, the book. Yeah. Good. yeah. Okay. Um, so if you were to start over today, because now you obviously have learned a lot. You've learned lots the hard way, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I've done it <laughs> on it a stay?
1: shoestring, too, at one point.
0: So let's say one of our folks want to do what you're doing. Let's take that for example, David. Obviously, you wouldn't start the same way, or maybe you would. How would you start up a business of consulting? What would you recommend the first thing that person done? Let's take a fireman. He's been a fireman all his life. He knows all about fires. He was head of his fire truck, uh, head of his uh, fire station location. He's done it for 30 years, and he can't do it anymore. He's just not physically able. It's just too, you know, it's just not a job that he can handle anymore. His favorite hobby is uh, baseball. So he really follows baseball closely. He gets excited about that. But he really liked, he enjoyed his, his uh, life work. But, you know, how, how can he make money with that now? What would, uh, you know, how would this man start out and uh, make something of, of his knowledge or, and, and of his interest? What would you recommend he do? Oh,
1: boy. That, that's a big question and a good question. I think the first thing is to really do that inventory of what are your passions what are you what are your likes, what are your interests so do a bit of a self analysis and a self inventory just to sort of get to what what it is that really um, drives you lights you up, turns you on that you could something that you could do all day and just get lost in it so do a self inventory. The other thing I would also do is think of what it is you're going to do and who would be the best kind of as a customer and start to do some market research and talk to people, see what they want, see what their needs are, see what the the challenges are and the pain is for them and how you can perhaps solve those problems. So, yeah, just start talking it up. And then, then, yeah, with that kind of research, that's more the the primary research where you're actually Mm -hmm. having real meaningful conversations. Then I'd also do some secondary research and just find out about The industry or the business idea that you're thinking of going in and and just see if, if, you know, you can confirm or deny, you know, is it is it a good idea? Is research saying, yeah, you know, like this is a growing field, there's possibility and also study the the leaders in the field you think you want to go into and see what they're doing right and what their business model is and what their website looks like and how they're wording and crafting their marketing messaging. And sort of, as as I like to say, you know, do your, you know, R&D. And it's not research and development in this case. It's rob and duplicate.
0: Nice. So model yourself after what the the leaders are doing. Exactly. Exactly. And
1: I think if you do those three things, you should be kind of getting closer to, you know, finding that sort of dream uh, business idea.
0: Now, if you were this gentleman again, you're 50-50. You really like baseball, but you really liked the whole fighting fires and that whole business. Which way would you go of those two?
1: Um, I'd go. Oh boy, I'd lean more towards strength and contacts. And also, the other thing is, if he's got to really make a living, you got to go to you know where you can make a living. Um, let Let's not kid ourselves, you know, Ken. We have to make money. So it's great to have, follow your passion and your bliss and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you're not making money, you're not going to be. You know, able to support your family or yourself or 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 your hobby or your, your interests, right? So you want to make sure that there's a a market and, and money to be made.
0: Okay, so you don't want to be blissful living on the street. It's kind of hard. <laughs> unless <laughs> unless kind you're of in
1: clear water and it's warm, you know?
0: Okay, so he's a firefighter. Um, So he will go out and, well, first of all, just figure out what his passions and likes are and say, well, I the thing I like the best about, the firefighting was how they made the trucks. Yeah. And I love the equipment. And uh, that's the thing part that really excited me. I always tried to stay on top of the technology of, of, uh, of the fire trucks and, and making sure they were efficient, that the ladders were great. And, again, I'm just making this up. but So, okay, he's studying that. So he's going to go out on the Internet and look for – he's going to type into Google. What's he going to type in for this? I would do, you know, fire truck equipment
1: uh, suppliers. And see right. if he can maybe uh, become a, a rep, you know, like a marketing rep or right. uh, a line of uh, fire, you know, fire truck equipment providers. And and that way he's going to get the support from the, the suppliers and the manufacturers in terms of the product knowledge and maybe training. And it, he's, he doesn't have to totally go it on his own. He can always kind of refer back to them for ideas and help. And, and then he starts to go to town, you know, he starts to connect with other fire departments. He knows the ins and outs of how they work and he has a passion for the equipment and can have probably compelling conversations and, and uh, provide a product and service that they need.
0: So, would you suggest at that point that he needs to write a book or is that too soon <laughs> or should he create a uh, website? You know, we're at the beginnings of this. He's called a few companies and they're saying, sure, we'd love you to represent our product. Uh, at that point, does he want to create a website about uh, different equipment you can, fire organizations can uh, go to to buy the equipment? Or well, whatever. if I was him, I'd,
1: I'd register the business name, come up with a, a good business name first, register the name, develop a logo. You can do a logo for $5 on a website called Fiverr.com, dot com. and then, you know, produce and print his uh, business cards, uh, then develop perhaps a a one, two, three page website just to get him started about who he is, uh, what his uh, unique selling proposition is, who his market is. And then uh, he can have a a listing of some of the products that are available and and the problems and challenges that he solves for his clients. Uh, That that should also go on the website and then his communication material. And, And then what I would do is develop a really rock solid contact list and and begin to you know connect, make some calls, have conversations, book those meetings, uh, network, perhaps join an association, go to those industry trade shows and, and connect and make connections and and develop relationships.
0: Okay, now uh, on the social media side. What would you recommend him do first, try to start uh, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, and Facebook, and everything all at once, or would you pick on one and focus on it, or which one would you pick for this application? Well, for that application, that's a good
1: question, too. I I would pick LinkedIn
0: because I I would
1: imagine that most of his uh, connections will be on there in terms of uh, city officials, uh, government officials, buyers for uh, the cities and the fire departments. So I would probably pick LinkedIn uh, over Facebook and Twitter. I'd probably go Facebook second, Twitter last. I'm still not sure about Twitter. I, I don't know. I just find with social media, you've got to really devote a lot of time and energy to it. and I'm just not sure that it really pays off in terms of bottom line sales, you know.
0: All right, so LinkedIn is where the sweet spot is there in social. Yeah. Okay. I know you can create circles or whatever in LinkedIn. Yeah. Would you create your own, start your own group up, or join every other group that deals with your product?
1: I'd be joining other groups that deals with products. The other thing I'd be doing is doing weekly posts and by weekly posts, weekly articles about uh, the industry. You can get a lot of attention and traffic uh, just from doing that. I. I've been doing that since August on my LinkedIn profile. This mm-hmm. week's article, because you, you, get, you get to tag it. You get, also get yes. to share it on Twitter and Facebook. This week's article alone, Ken, uh, I've had over 350 uh, views, five comments, and a bunch of likes. So I'm getting um, okay. attention, and I'm getting new people uh, finding me because when I tag it, it's showing up on other groups that are related to the message of the article. So I would definitely join other groups rather than start your own and contribute uh, articles and and ideas and information and conversation starters that gets people talking and thinking and engaging with with this person.
0: Now when you say tagging are you referring to like keywords? Or exactly, you... keywords. So
1: when you make a post on LinkedIn, it'll ask you, you know, it'll ask you for three keywords. So my article this week was about sales, uh, success, and small business. So, you know, those keywords show up on LinkedIn, and it, it gets my article filtered through those channels. And that's, that would be the same for him.
0: Do you go after their emails? Oh, well, of course, now he hasn't got a website yet. Uh, at this point, should he have got, set the website up already? I think so, yeah. I think it would be a
1: wise thing to do to have a website set up. He also has to do a really nice profile on LinkedIn, uh, you know his resume, um, you know put maybe put his value proposition up on LinkedIn underneath his name and, and business name.
0: and when you say value
1: proposition, could you expand on that for the? For the yeah, book? a good value proposition kind of states who you are, who you work with, so ideal your ideal customer, what's the problem they have, and how do you solve it? so I'll give you an example so okay. um, I'm the boomer business coach. I work with uh, boomers in career and work transition who are looking to start a business. And, there's, and what I do is I help them break through the fear and the barriers they have for themselves to help them start businesses that they love and are inspired to do. So that tells okay. people in a, in a short sort of way what it is I do.
0: So at what point now, we've, uh, he's uh, set up this little website, three pages four pages long uh he's been uh, going to five or six different groups on uh firefighting and equipment so he's, he's getting his name out there at what point in what way would you say that he should uh, try to uh, start to monetize to make money from this
1: um well you know he's he's got to charge for the uh the product or the service maybe he's doing both maybe he's marrying a product and he's repping a, a line of equipment Along with service, and and you know he's got to start to sort of make those inroads into the industry, uh, you know, service and provide uh, the firefighting industry with the goods, with good you know good products and good services that they want, and yeah, really just build relationships and and hopefully close some deals along the way.
0: Is this too early for him to create a consulting group? or start personal consulting with the folks, or, or that's never too soon? Uh,
1: it's never too soon. Why, you know, like, why not? You, you know, you can offer it, and I think once you're in the door and you get to develop relationships, you say, you know, I also do a little bit of consulting on the side, so if there's a problem or a challenge that his clients are having, he can explore and have a conversation around uh, offering his consulting services as well.
0: All right, and we mentioned the book. Is it too early to write that? Like some people say uh, you write a book once you're famous, and others say you need to write a book to become famous.
1: Well, I don't know if your book's going to become famous unless it's like (laughs) Fifty Shades
0: of Firefighting. (laughs) There's a good name. I know.
1: That's my next book. Um, Oh, okay. We can use hoses in a whole new way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So I'm not sure that a book like that's going to become famous, but what it is, you know, Ken, is... It's a a great big business card, and it really does uh, legitimize this this fellow. He could even just do a a guidebook, a handbook, you know, like, or he can do an e-book, a little 20-page e-book based on his years in the fire uh, department. And so every time he goes and he's at a networking event or he's speaking or he's connecting with people, you know, bring a few books along. It's, it's, It's your gas money home, right, from the sales. All
0: right. So he's going to sell us. He's not going to give it away at this
1: point. Well, you know, I, I I'm not adverse to making a living. So you know, you oh, okay. Can sell it. okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, and then if he wants to give it away as a as an incentive, if it's an ebook and it, there's no real publishing cost attached to it, then you know, I would say give it away
0: as an incentive. And and an incentive to do what? To leave your email address, or yeah, to leave your email address, or to
1: you know, sort of complimentary, it, it's maybe part of a package, a sales package where we'll, you know, we do uh, you know three hours of consulting. You get our ebook, you get this, so he can bundle a package, a consulting package as well in and around the uh, and the and the book or the ebook can be included in that. Or it's a good enticement, you know, a little drop down menu on his website: get our free ebook, the ten things you need to know about preserving your fire trucks.
0: All right. right. And does, does he start to uh, create this course immediately, is, uh, would you say? To, uh, to, to I mean, is it too soon to do this or, hey, he's had 30 years experience. He, this is not too soon. Is that well, what? I think he's got to see what the lay
1: of the land is first. I think he could start to develop maybe an idea for like a course. Are you mm-hmm. talking like about an online webinar kind of? Or,
0: yeah, something like that. Something he could do online. Yeah. Let's
1: say. I, I think he could start thinking about it. But I, I think until he hits the critical mass of of clients and, and and people that are wanting to engage in his services, I think it might be a bit too soon. I'm thinking maybe three to six months in, he can All maybe right. start to promote it a little bit and pop it up on his website. You know, sign up for our part series on you know, maintaining your trucks and equipment and saving fuel. I don't know, whatever it is that he's going to do.
0: So as far as consulting, would he should he go to the manufacturer and say, look, I've used your equipment and here's what's right with it, here's what's wrong with it, and go after them? Or should he be going to the fire departments that are buying the equipment and saying, well, here are the trucks that you should buy and here's the ones you shouldn't? Or uh, uh, or should he approach all the different
1: Level. Well, he, he, you know, he could approach both. And um, as a matter of fact, coming from the inside and now working with the manufacturers, that sounds like a very interesting opportunity perhaps to, to guide them. There's the consulting business there. He can actually a- act as a consultant to, to the, the manufacturers. manufacturers and say, look, I, you know, I can guide you as to what you need to change or and, and, yeah. uh, adapt or, or make different And then not only can I guide you in that, I can also get you in to the uh, fire departments throughout North America.
0: Mm -hmm. Now he's
1: got something, right? Yes. yes.
0: What other things could he start to do to to create some revenue? Uh, Go on talk shows? Go on radio shows? Where where, where would you recommend that he may get his name out there the quickest? I I would be joining uh, trade
1: associations. I'd be tapping into the... um, city planning departments and or the town planning departments throughout, you know, North America. Uh, I'd be looking and attending those trade shows. I'd be looking if he's a good speaker, you know, maybe come up with a really good half hour, 45 minute keynote. Uh, then he can sell his little books in the back, you know, and also sell from the stage. You know, sign up for our four part webinar series on the five things you need to know about truck safety or whatever it is that he's selling. But yeah, I think he, he should tap into the where his market is, so it's either the manufacturing sector in that um, in the fire you know safety and fire prevention mm-hmm. sector, or you know tap into the local you know the town planning departments and and the city planning departments, because they're the ones that are going
0: to do the buying,
1: right? And and then also the tap into the firefighters' associations
0: as well. All so. right, so getting help on every side. All right, yeah. So they maybe some of these groups are against each other in some ways. <laughs> I, I, I think they work. Wouldn't a fire association work kind of closely with the city? I'd probably. I, I'm just thinking, you know, the, how the teachers fight with everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Those are teachers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you asked about firefighters. that I, I did. I'm not, not that I'm against <laughs> teachers, but I'm just saying, you know, some organizations seem to always be uh, on the opposite side to, to what's going on. Yeah, sure. Okay, so they've reached this point. Uh, How much money would they have spent or could they have done this for a few hundred bucks or or would they have spent thousands to get to this level that we're talking about?
1: I think you can, you know, minimize your spending. I think you could do this for, you know, a couple thousand dollars and bootstrapping, you know. And, And what I mean by bootstrapping is go out and get some clients and get some deals going and let the deals pay the way. So the profit you're making on closing business or consulting or selling um, products to that industry will will pay, you know, for the next thing. And then, you know, the next sale will pay for the next thing. So I, I, think, I don't think you have to spend a ton of money to, to start a business, unless you're opening up a storefront and there's mm-hmm. fixtures or a restaurant or right. a club, you know, some big thing. I don't think uh, in the consulting business, I think, you know, Two maybe two to ten thousand dollars tops. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, and his first year in business, I know it's going to vary. It's going to be all across the board. But range wise, uh, he's put out two thousand to get this business off the ground. That first year, has he made any money over? Has he made the two thousand back? Is he? What is? What could he likely look forward to in the first twelve months? Uh, reasonably, do you think? I,
1: I think he could probably look forward to thirty to forty thousand. If he knows his stuff and he's got the contacts and the experience and has uh, given some thought to what he's going to sell and market, and if he's got a service that people need that solves a problem, I think he could definitely uh, earn 30 to 40 in the first year and, and, and see you know 20 to 30% increments uh, year over
0: year. Okay. And at what stage do you think a person, that he's just retiring, like we're talking about there's a fireman, he's just retiring – He could go online and research information and piece it together and start the whole thing by himself, or he could hire someone like yourself to to help him get it off the ground. How much difference in speed and time do you think that would affect his whole thing? Uh, Obviously, the sweat equity, you're eventually going to figure it out. But if I had to figure out all my technical stuff, uh, I'd still be on page one myself. Yeah,
1: I, I would too. I think it's really important to engage a coach you know, pro athletes have coaches for a reason. They're not pros just because they simply have the talent. Uh, A lot of it is, you know, you got to work with the inner game, the mind, because your mind's going to tell you uh, why you shouldn't be doing this. You know, the mind's going to protect you from taking risks and taking challenges. It's going to go, oh, I'm scared. Don't do this. Don't go up to that networking event. Don't make another call. They're just going to reject you, right? So your mind, you know, just can really play havoc on your success. So I think a coach can kind of help with that inner game. Uh, a coach can also help with uh, brainstorming, uh, using their contact and knowledge and know-how and can definitely speed up the process. The other thing I really encourage this guy to do is to tap into the local economic development office and see what programs they uh, offer. They might offer training programs. They might offer consultation, uh, business plan uh, writing programs. So I, I'd be tapping into the local economic development office and also really the local libraries. I mean, um, the library is just chock full of uh, ideas and information and research. And, and I know my library uh, near me, they're doing you know, monthly business networking events. So it's incredible, okay. and then there's the, the our main library in downtown Toronto has a digital media zone, and you can become, they have a self-publishing uh, branch as well at the uh, main library, so you can become a, a self publisher right at the library. So the, the things that are available at the library is just incredible. Plus they have Scott's Directory online, which is a, a business directory linking linking the entrepreneur up to all the businesses uh, within the you know within my area and. We'll, area yeah, you live in so it's, it's really yeah I would I would be also tapping into some of those kind of uh, okay stories.
0: now let's go back to money for a minute so bootstrapping would be one way uh, so you're create your first client you make a thousand or you make five hundred and you pour it back into business cards and advertising and you keep turning the money over back into building the business Is do you think that Kickstarter would fit in here for this firefighter I, I, at this
1: point? I think Kickstarter might be a bit tough uh, Kickstarter, you know, and those Indiegogo type um, mm-hmm. uh, crowdfunding programs—it's usually for a cause. Uh, it might be a little tough to raise funds that way. The other thing is you've got to give something back to somebody uh, in return. I don't know what I don't know what his friends and contacts are going to get in return as far as firefighting equipment
0: goes. So, I got you. Well, I'll give you my free report. Well, oh, <laughs> not free report. My yeah. my whatever report. Yeah,
1: you got a free fire app. Um, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> um, All right. I'm not sure Kickstarter would be the way to go. He can explore it, but I, I'm just not sure that that's the best way to go. But there are you know loan programs. I know in 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 where, where I live, there's micro loan programs um, that are available. Uh,
0: how easy is it going to be to, to get for this fe- fellow with all that background in in the firefighting field is it is he going to are they going to accept he doesn't have any money but he has all this knowledge is he going to be able to get a loan Yeah, I think he
1: probably owns his own home uh, has equity built into it yeah, I think he can just you know get a line of credit from his bank and just kind of live on that. He also has to do an assessment of his risk tolerance how much money is he willing to to go in debt for, if he needs to, or to borrow, if he needs to borrow. So I think you have to do an assessment of your risk tolerance level. How much can you go to bed knowing you? Owe? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: you know, uh, but I would be talking to his, his own bank uh, and and see what options are available. And 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 that's another contact. You know, your bank manager, or I know uh, the banks here in, in Canada are. You know, all of them have a small business rep and they're there to guide you. They're not just there to sell you products and everything, which they Mm -hmm. are, but they're really there, you know, as as guides and coaches and and help you along the way. So I would talk to, you know, the bank, his bank manager and say, hey, this is what I'm doing now. I need your help. What do you got? You know, where can I go? And then there's also there there's independent funding might be available. He could go to crowdfunding. There's these, you know, community loan funds that are, that are available. So there's there's always access to money.
0: I was shocked the other day. I phoned my bank because we wanted to buy this boat. Uh, we, we were looking at a first-size per, per boat, and uh, I said, no, I don't, you know, I have my podcast, and I have some income coming in from a couple of things, and, you know, I'm retired, or semi-retired, and uh, he says, uh, well, we'll just give you $100,000. Yeah. I said, well, do you need the boat for collateral? He said, no, we probably wouldn't want to do that. We'll look at, you know, you got a credit rating of 830, and it's so high that we'll just give you the hundred thousand. You don't have to secure it with anything. I'm thinking, wow. And it's like, what interest rate? 3.8 percent. I'm thinking, i was just shocked that the, the, what the banks will do for you. You know, it depend. Now, let's face it, a lot of us have been through bankruptcies and all kinds of stuff, and so that isn't an avenue. But if your if your credit is still secure. It's amazing uh, what the money is that's out there. If I would have told him I was starting a business, he probably would have said no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm buying a boat, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you, you know, and I say take the hundred
1: thousand dollars, bank part of it, and you know, and invest in in part of it, and use it for the boat. You know, so.
0: Yeah, he, there was no strings attached. Yeah, he was saying use it, whatever. I mean, he was. Listening to my story about the boat, which was true, uh, but at the same time, I could have used it half to start in the second or third business up and the other half of the boat or, or used it all to start up another business. But if I would have started off with, I'm going to take a risk and, and start a business, I don't know if he would have been as easy. <laughs> right. Or not. Uh, I don't want to find out. I like it the way it is right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't rock the boat. So where would he go from here? So now he's created that thirty, forty thousand a year by consulting to the industry, uh, helping them figure out how to package. Probably part of the yeah. problem is how to how to package what they're selling. Uh, you you didn't give them all the uses for that equipment. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have used. This and this that we've discovered it works on. Uh, you'll sell twice as much. So you know he's going to be a value there. At some point now, does he try to go on TV or where, where does he go? He wants to get out of that forty thousand a year. And like you say, you go up thirty percent. What can he really do to jumpstart things now? He's he's at that level. What what can he do next? Would you recommend?
1: I, I wouldn't recommend TV uh, because that's a really um, fine uh, industry. I don't think there's a lot of TV shows that are talking to the. The fire department industry.
0: Well, maybe they should be.
1: <laughs> maybe start a show. Here's an idea and we'll get advertisers. Oprah, move over.
0: Um,
1: I, if I was him, I, I would you know, get really good at speaking. I'd, I'd maybe even join a Toastmasters and, and, and start to perfect his speaking abilities. And Toastmasters, is, is, if our listeners don't know, uh, is a worldwide organization with chapters all over the world that helps you develop your public speaking skills. So I would be speaking at every trade show in every city and every market you possibly can.
0: Speaking for free to start um, with, or- I,
1: I would look at charging, the, you know, like some of these trade shows do pay, they have a, you know, if it's an association or usually they have a budget to bring in speakers and trainers, so I would look first at, uh, do they have a budget? Will they, will they hire him? Do they want his message? Failing that, yeah, then speak for free and, and get out there and, and make your contact. So if I was him, I'd be speaking. I'd be looking at writing opportunities and appropriate periodicals and magazines. And maybe uh, instead of a TV show, he could ha- uh, start his own YouTube channel and do, uh, you know, like what you're doing, okay. only
0: with a, with a video.
1: Yeah, a little half hour. Hi, welcome to the uh, you know, the show this week, we're, we're talking about this. Um, but I, if I was him, I'd be really, really laser-focused on, on the industry he's working in.
0: So, so at this point, you don't recommend he starts a second business, and so he's, now he's going to work on the baseball. His, no, his, his passion. Oh, his passion.
1: Try- yeah, that could be a little side hobby, I think, unless there's an opportunity. You know, if he finds an opportunity for baseball, uh, he could go for it. I kind of look at that and say, yeah, maybe the baseball thing would be a good little side opportunity. I don't think he should lose his focus and and stray too much from his bread and butter. If he's making that kind of uh, money and he starts Mm -hmm. to get, you know, sales of 60, 80, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some traction, then, you know, I think he's got to really uh, put his time and energy and focus into uh, nurturing his clients, you know, really offering great customer service and great customer care and, and nurturing the relationships that he's got, I think that in and of itself is enough work on his plate, and then he can have a little time for baseball and his family and a little fun.
0: Okay, uh, people would like to get a hold of you, David, to consult with you and to look at your website. Can you get? I'll, I'm going to put all this in in the show notes, but let's say someone's in listening to this and they. You know, they might not get to the show notes. Uh, what is your? Where can they get a hold of you? What's the best places to get a hold? Well, of you? they can
1: email me at, at the coach at ideas dot com. That was my radio show, uh, and my website is theboomerbusinesscoach.com. dot com. And um, I've got a, a webinar series starting in May. Uh, it's a weekly webinar series, an hour a week every Monday, mm-hmm. called the Monday Morning Sales Clinic, and we'll, it's a six week series. It's, uh, it's Really value priced at one ninety nine, and it also includes uh, two half hour coaching sessions with me as well. So um, yeah, that's coming up in May, and um, yeah, the Boomer Business Coach or email me at the coach at smallbusinessbigideas dot com.
0: And be sure, uh, David, be sure to email me all these contacts so I have them all I will. spilled correctly and everything. We I want to make sure they get a hold. Yeah. Of.
1: I really appreciate you, this. You you ask uh, pretty tough questions, Ken.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I'm just trying to, you know, pick your brain so that these folks, they're in a spot where they need to do something, a lot of them, you know. They need to do something right now, and they want to know, okay, can I do this? I mean, I'm a firefighter. Is that any value? And I'm just trying to show every time I pick a different example, you know, so I, I, I'm trying to show that, hey, the, you have got 30 years of experience at something, that someone else needs to know. Yeah, and you should
1: and, know the problems and the challenges in the industry and how you can, you know, what you can do to sort of provide ideas uh, and solutions to uh, amend those problems. You know, and Tony Robbins always says, you know, the, the bigger the problem that you can solve, the more you make. The more
0: you make. Okay.
1: <laughs> right? And, and it, the case in point is if I said, Ken. Go uh, walk a tightrope along the Manhattan skyline, and I'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars. You probably wouldn't risk your life doing that. I mean, a hundred thousand dollars is pretty sweet. But what if I said, you know, your kids were on the other side, right? Now it's serious, right? You don't want the incentive. The incentive. Um, so it's the bigger the problem, the more you make.
0: All right. Okay. And what final words, David? Uh, would you have for these baby boomers that are? Yeah, they're, they're, they're ready to go. What would be the final words
1: for them? Don't be afraid to learn new things. It's an amazing world out there. There's so much new happening. We don't know it all and that's okay. So just be open to to, to learning whatever you can because it, there's amazing things happening in business these days, Ken. It just absolutely blows me away what's going
0: on. So would you say that the opportunity now is as is- Better than it's ever yeah, been? I really do. Start us up. Yeah,
1: I think with crowdfunding, I think with uh, the internet, it's really leveled the playing field for, for us. We can look as big as the big companies. I, I, I think there's still opportunities. There's still, as long as there's challenges on the planet, there's opportunities to do something. And watch the young people, watch what they're doing and how they're doing things, because boy, they're on the cutting edge.
0: And what about those that are, that are fearful? What, what would you say to them?
1: take baby steps and start small. You know, if you're really fearful, you know, maybe balance um a part-time job with your small business. So, you're not just launching fully into the business. You're 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 taking little baby steps. You got some money coming in so you can pay the bills and the rent, but on the other hand, you're you're starting to live your passion, right? Good. Yeah.
0: Okay, so just don't blow the whole thing like my friend's uh <laughs> Uh, brother-in-law he just bought an eighty thousand dollar franchise of fixing up uh, bathrooms or something it didn't get one customer <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and the other thing i'd say is learn
0: how to sell <laughs> if you can learn how if you, you can sell you'll never work for
1: anyone else again
0: all right so get get some training and yeah get
1: some training in selling and selling how to yeah for sure uh-huh. and how to sell and how to position yourself and how to have interesting conversations that are going to get people kind of going, oh, yeah, I want to know more. Tell me more. And that's really, you just got to really understand the value you bring to the table and how you help your customers. And I think when you say, hey, here's what we can do for you. Is this of interest? Or, you know, our industry is getting these kind of results for our customers. You know, would you be interested in those results? That's a great conversation starter. And then you never, you know, you just want to get that meeting, build, build, you know, build on the relationship, get to know people, get to know what, where they're at, get to know what they need, what they want, where their pain is and how you can solve it and what ideas and solutions you can come up with for them. Yeah.
0: All right. Because I think some of the folks are thinking, well, I've been a landscaper all my life. What value am I?
1: A ton of value. A ton. You can do design work. You can look at what's going on in California with uh, water and rain issues. Maybe you can solve a a problem that you have seen. Maybe there's something you've done or noticed in landscaping that you can adopt and and solve one of the the world's problems, you know, global warming or, or, you know, uh, growing new products or, uh, you know, maybe hemp or whatever, which, which uh, can really uh, help the land and, and, and provide amazing products out of hemp. Maybe there's something you learn, some sort of little uh, nugget that you can take to the market.
0: So what you're saying is there is an audience for everything. Yeah, there there really is. I mean, and, and if there's a, even a small audience, one of my groups, uh, he does all the behind scenes for movies. You know, he, he does the camera work and all the technical work and whatever. And uh, he's just organized a podcast just for them he's only got a thousand guys in his group or a couple thousand guys which is not a ton but within the first month he had someone that wanted those thousand guys and put up the money to sponsor and pay for all his podcasts and make a profit right from the first month yeah and and let's say those
1: thousand thousand guys started spent uh let's say they spend a thousand dollars in his consulting so what's a thousand times a thousand is it a hundred thousand let me just do the math here I'm not. A, I'm not an accountant. Did you tell you that? Did anybody? Was that in my bio? Worth uh, a
0: thousand times a thousand? Yeah. Let me see here. I think we got a hundred thousand. Yeah. You
1: know, if if they spend a hundred thousand dollars, so I'd say you could live pretty nicely on a yes. hundred grand,
0: right? Yeah. It's it's already taken off for him. I, I was I was shocked and amazed. I thought, wow, this guy has barely started. He's already got sponsors. Uh, one sponsor, you know, which was giving him some really serious money. And he said, uh, that's just a start. You keep loading up, you know, building that clientele. And I'm sure he's going to have ten, twenty thousand, thirty thousand 20,000, 30,000 listeners over the next few months. And who knows what he'll get paid then. Actually, it's a million dollars. <laughs> okay. Is it a million? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> well, what's, what's a few hundred yeah, thousand well, sprints? <laughs> I see math wasn't your strong point. Sorry. I I guess I did. I don't know what I did. I did a thousand times a hundred. Yeah, instead, A thousand yeah. times a thousand. So,
1: yeah. So, if each of them spent a hundred dollars, you know, like. And it's the same with the fire consultant. You know, if he had like ten clients, you know, spending fifty thousand, he's earning great money, right?
0: It's serious and yeah, and that's all you need.
1: You don't need the whole world. You just need like
0: a few really good clients. Well, a lot of these folks, if they could make an extra thousand, two thousand, three thousand a month right now, would make all the difference in their world and their retirement. Yeah, that's their probably a sweet spot for a lot of them. But, you know, a lot of them are greedy and like to have the 300000 Yeah. <laughs> the potential's there. That's that's the great part, that they didn't have a wasted life just because they think what they learned wasn't worth anything. And I think we tend to think that stuff that we've learned over the years that, well, everyone knows, but they don't. <laughs> well, you know, you
1: can consult to up-and-coming uh, gardeners and landscapers, right? Yeah. yeah. You could teach at college. Um, you could... Uh, Run your own training program. Have your own, you know, YouTube channel about gardening. Help do-it-yourselfers. You can you can start a community gardening project and and raise crowdfunding for that. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Like, just think big and think outside the box, and I mean, good things will happen for sure.
0: And as some of them say, and just do something. Yeah, get started. <laughs> get, get
1: you know. Get out of the house. <laughs> I really appreciate this, Ken.
0: This is uh, a lot of fun with you tonight. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed talking to you. Yeah. it was good. And we will. I would definitely want to interview you in the future as things go along, and and you can see how we're doing, and we'll see what what new new things you're into. Oh, for sure. Please, like I'd love to stay in
1: touch and see if we can do some you know cross promotion work and 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 see how we can help each other. All right
0: absolutely all right well thank you from all our listeners and from myself david i've learned a bunch tonight speaking to you and it just gives us more hope for the future and we all need hope right now. oh yeah all right good night and thanks again okay all the best thank you thank you for listening to income for baby boomers with your host ken queen helping boomers like you get a business started you can run from your own home We interview owners of both online and offline businesses, but most importantly, ones that are run by baby boomers. Stay tuned next week for new and exciting businesses that you can start from your home. Until next time, have a profitable and blessed week.